0: Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Tuesday to you. Look, um, what I want to talk to you guys about today is the Sixers. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably saying, what, idiot? You always talk about the Sixers. I mean, you're going to talk about anything else, idiot? Yeah, I know that did sound kind of crazy. But look, what I want to talk about is the Sixers and how when Brett Brown's tenure is over, one of the positive things that he'll be perceived for, right? Now, a lot of people talk about, you know, we talk about the X and O's, They talk about, uh, they bring up his deficiencies. You know, they, some people may argue a lot of those deficiencies have to do with injuries and other things that's, you know, out of his control, right? But when... We really think about it, I'm thinking about his coaching tree, right? Now, there's been a lot of guys who came and left, but there's been a lot of guys, well, who went on to become head coaches in the NBA. Now, Billy Lang, you know, was an assistant coach here. Now he's St. Joe's uh, men's basketball coach. So he got, he turned it into a, a head coaching job. Now he's been a head college coach before. But then he became an assistant at Villanova, then he was here with the Sixers and now he's the head coach of St. Joe's. But then when you look at it, you look at um Lloyd Pierce with the Sixers, um, through the process and and now he's um the head coach, second year head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, doing a wonderful job with that young team. I mean, they're struggling. But they're getting a culture. They're they're, they're, they're becoming their mold and they're gelling. They have Trey Young, who's going to be a perennial all-star. Lloyd, um, you know, I'm just proud of the things that he's doing in Atlanta, right? Okay. Then you have um, Mike D'Antoni. You know, Mike was a guy who was a a heck of a coach, great coach. And then he was out of basketball for a couple years. He comes back, and guess what? He's like Brett Brown's uh, associate head coach. I believe he's here for a year, and then all of a sudden, he's coaching the Houston Rockets. Now, he may be going this year after this season, but it was a springboard to get him back in the game. Monty Williams. Monty Williams was a, a, a successful coach with the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm not sure if they were called the Hornets or the Pelicans at that time, but he was a successful coach there. I'm, I mean, I'm talking about the, the Hornets when he first got there. I'm not sure. I hope, I hope on, um, hope I don't know. But anyway, so he goes there. Um, you uh, know, the team was wanted more. They they thought they could get more out of it. Now he was taking them to the playoffs, but they were losing in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, he leaves and he, you know, he becomes an assistant coach, at OKC. His wife, is, his wife dies um, and uh, he takes time off from basketball. And then he comes to the Sixers last year and all of a sudden he becomes one of the top coaching candidates, if not one, if not the top coaching candidate in the NBA last summer. He goes to the Phoenix Suns. They're on a verge of making the playoffs. You know, Monty, a lot of respect for him. You know, uh, great coach. Now we have Ime Udoka. This is Ime's first year with the Sixers. Ime was an uh, assistant with the Spurs. When Monty left, Ime was kind of sort of his replacement, right? He was his replacement. And now, you look at it, and Jim Bolin is expected to be fired by the Chicago Bulls. I mean, they keep saying, oh, we got to think about it, we got to think about it. But he appears to be a dead man walking, right? Ime Udoka and Adrian Griffin are the leading candidates for the job. Now, the Chicago Sun-Times said that... Um, Ime is the, the top guy. like He's the favorite to get the job, right? And then, uh, you know, I remember once Mark Eversley was hired as general manager. You know, word circulated out that, uh, you know, word circulated out there that, that Ime was going to be a candidate, right? That he was one of the favorites. Now, here's the thing about Emay, you know, or him leaving. Some people might say, why you want to go to the Bulls? That's a bad situation, right? Now, let's get back to what I said in the beginning about Brett Brown. You know, some people like him. Some people say, wow, he's underachieved. Some people use the excuse that, hey, guys, weren't really healthy, right? Now, there's two things. You can say like the Chicago Bulls are bad and you don't want that job because of that. Well, if you don't know the uncertainty that's happening here in Philadelphia, why would you turn down an opportunity to become a head coach? Secondly, most people want to be the head coach. They don't want to be the assistant. And so thirdly, you always think that you can make a change. You think that this is Chicago and is a market. Now, the thing is, you know, he may people saying, like, yeah, he interested in taking that job. Well, why wouldn't he be? I mean, seriously, why wouldn't he be? You know, those three scenarios that I brought up, you know, you don't know the future here with Brett Brown. And secondly, you, you want to be a head coach. That's one of those things. And thirdly, you think you can turn things around because they have great young stars. Right, and he has a relationship with Mark Eversley, so that's something to pay attention to. And a lot of times when they say there's smoke, there's fire, and I think that you know it's true. Now, like they said, when there's smoke, there's fire. You know, the stuff that I'm reading and and hearing about him being a front runner and a favorite, you know, something that keeps getting back to me to Griffin, the fact that. Griffin and the uh the the, the senior vice president who's running the organization were college teammates um at Seton Hall. You know, Griffin is uh, a respected coach. A lot of guys saying he's a up and comer and he'll be able to make some major moves. So you would think that he would have the inside track. Now Eme, on the other hand, you know, he comes from a great organization, the Spurs you know he's um you know uh, he worked with Papa Popovich the same thing that that Brett Brown has and he's a young guy you know players love him um he, you know he's you know he's just i think that he would be a good addition to that team It's just that who are you want who do you want are you going to take him or are you going to take Griffin you know and and to me like I would think that Griffin has the inside track just because of his relationship. That's just me. But, you know, he may, you know, it would be great for him to get this job. And I guess Brett Brown's legacy. I mean, when you think of the Sixers over the years, you think of tanking. You think of underachievement. But it just seems like executives from around this league and ownership from around this league are looking at it like, hey, this is a place where guys come; they become the guy um, next to Brett Brown, and then all of a sudden they go else they go elsewhere and become head coaches. So it's a it's a great place to to pluck, you know, your coach, the 76ers. It's crazy when you think of it. I mean, honestly, think about it. This is the place where guys are going, coming, come here to become an assistant, and then a couple years later. And two instances at least I mean two instances uh Dan Tony and um um Monty you were only here for a year and you became a head coach so now again both of these guys were well respected coaches at their other spots but you know it makes something to make you think about now look y'all I'm a little upset right now. Really upset, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm upset. Y'all know I got this built bar kick, right? <laughs> I'm addicted to built bar, and I'm running out, running out. And yesterday, so yesterday, I'm like, keeps you know, you gotta go there, you have your own uh, rep, you get these emails, all you gotta do is go to the website. And order yourself about another box of built bar. Just go ahead and do it. And I didn't. I was bit. I was so busy. And I'm looking at my box now. I have three left. Three, three. So I'm about to go order some built bars when I finish up with this podcast. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna go do it. And I hope and pray that they get back to me so quickly soon. Now here's the deal. For you. If you're a first time person, first of your first purchase, right? What you do is you go to builtbar.com, you use the promo code locked on, and you will get ten dollars off. That's right. Ten dollars off your first purchase. And then I'm telling you, it's the best thing in the world. They're gonna call you. They're gonna um, you know, give you information, help you out and then it's going to be a whole lot easier when you get that next purchase, you know? And, hey, I'm a little disappointed because, you know, I think my daughter's been eating my eating my my candy. Now, that's right. I call it candy because, I'm, for some of you who don't know, I'm addicted to chocolate, and I eat these bars because they remind me of candy bars. They're not candy bars. They're energy and power bars, protein bars. So the thing is, but in my mind, when I look at it, it reminds me of a, a candy bar. So, with that said, it is a healthy choice for me. So, you guys need to make the same healthy choice. Now, you know, it just looks like right now, when the Sixers come back, this, we all know that the Sixers are going to be among the teams playing in the bubble beginning on June 20, June, excuse me, July 31st, right? They're going to be down in Orlando, and they're going to participate in the 22-team tournament. Right now, we're finding out that teams are going to be able to make roster moves, right? And I saw that. I was, like, reading up. I'm saying to myself, whoa, they're going to be able to go get Jamal Crawford. They're going to be able to go get him. You know, and this is an opportune time, like, Guys been off. They need a shooter. They need someone else. Go get mall, Go get them. Well, the thing is, you can't go out there and get a free agent. First of all, they would have to waive someone, right? And there'll be a period to do that. But you can't go out and get a free agent who has not been on an NBA team this year or like you know a G League team of that matter. You just can't do it. So, with that being said, they can't go out there and get Jamal Crawford. I know some of you are sad, right? They can't do that. Now, what they can do is they can convert um, uh, Muriel Shayok's two-way contract to a full full one. But, again, they would have to waive someone, right? They would have to do that, right? Um, uh, Now... The, the thing is, you know, when you look at the Sixers, there were times when they had um, Kylo Quinn, who wanted to be waived and wanted to play for another team, right? Now, at this particular time, if you're Kyle Quinn, you're not trying to be waived. You're not trying to play for another team. You're just not. I mean, I wouldn't. Because it's not like he can say, okay, you're going to waive me, and then another team is going to pick me up for this playoff run. I mean, who knows? Maybe they might, but it's so late in the game. If I'm him, you know, you tr- people are trying to get back in shape. I would just be like, "Hell, let me just stay with the Sixers. Now, if there's a team like, let's say, Boston or someone like that that says, you know what, we can make, uh, in- ensure you that you're going to be in a rotation, you're going to get minutes, you're going to do this and that, I see it. I understand it. But, you know, in order for the Sixers to make a move, they would have to wave someone, y'all. And when I look at it, you know, Kyle O'Quinn might be the, um, could be someone they would wave. Um, But he does bring a great passing ability. You know, he's he's a solid role player. He can shoot the ball, this and that. And then you have a guy like Zaire Smith. Um, but are you willing to get wave him at this particular time? I don't think so. So, you know, I don't know. I I don't know what the Sixers are going to do right now. And they just don't have the roster spots. We'll be right back after this break. Now. Moving forward. You know, I've been doing a lot of, uh, discussions with friends and and colleagues and everything about where the sixers stand and uh, you know I'm, I'm a little bit excited you know I'm excited that maybe we can see Joel and B Dominic maybe we can see every all the height that the sixers had in the preseason come come out. Not come out, but maybe we can just see it all materialize. Like, See if they can live up to that hype. You know? That's what I want to see. Honestly. I mean, I'm getting a little itch. I'm also a little nervous. I'm not nervous, but I'm eager to see how this plan in one neutral site is going to work out. Now, the thing is we typically say this is going to be horrible. It's going to be bad. Oh, no one's going to care. I don't even know it. No, no, no. What you, I mean, I, I'm not expecting a lot. Well, some people said that about UFC. No fans in the stands. How are they going to have this event going on? And then all of a sudden, now I'm I'm admit, I'm not a big fan of that sport. I mean, I just don't get into boxing like I used to. Now, back in the day, I did, and I don't get into this uh, ultimate fighting like I used to, you know. So I was like, I'm not going to pay to see it. Now, back in the day, yeah, but now, nah, I just won't. But, you know, I turn on the TV the next day. I'm looking on Sports Center and other places, and I'm, and that's all everyone's talking about. I mean, that was it. That was all everyone was talking about. So they had a replay of the event on ESPN. So I said, "Let me tune it," and I was amazed. Like, wow, boom! You could hear everything. I mean, you could like you could hear the punches, and it reminded me of when, you know, I was an internship for the Virginian Pilot, and uh, Peniel Whitaker had like a boxer match. It was kind of like a charity boxer match where he fought this guy, and me being there i got to cover it right and when you're sitting you know where the media sits like basically in the front row you're looking up you can hear everything like you punches like and i'm like wow and um you can hear the corner guys sometimes i mean so it was like it brought me back to that i was like wow this is interesting so I must admit, I've been watching a couple of the other ones just because I want to hear what people are yelling. You know, I want to I want to hear the punches. You know, I want to hear the groans like, ooh ah, oh, you know, I want to hear all that. Right. So to me, I think that when the NBA comes back, it could be better for now. Like people may say, whoa, this is great. This is great for TV. You know, now. I don't know how much the players are going to enjoy it, but people may say this is great for TV. And, um, so I'm looking forward to that. I really am. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so it's going to happen soon. July 31. The teams are going to, players are going to report to camp on, uh, June 30th, um, you know, teams are going to start going down to Orlando. They're going to do it in stages. Some teams are going to come on the 7th. Some teams are going to come on the 8th. And other teams are going to come on the ninth. And that's what they're going to do. And then, you know, they'll have some preseason games. They'll have the eight regular season games. And then uh, a play-in tournament is possible, if need be. And then the playoffs. The, 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 if it goes to seventh game 7th, seven, The final day of the playoffs is going to be October the 12th. Then we'll have the draft. We'll have all this other stuff. But, look, I want to thank y'all for um, listening. And have a great, 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 great day. Peace.